Welcome to Back to Devi. I'm Mike, and this is Corey. Our episodes are released at inconsistent times, and just last week, I just wanted to throw out a guess, and of course, Austin hits me with the, uh, we're going to move your podcast to 5 o'clock. We have more important stuff to put in front of you. So I guess we're a little priority around here, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and take another guess this week. Uh, it's lunchtime, Wednesday, 12, 11 Eastern time, and today... Of course, we're going to be going over the news, just some weekly reactions. And today's main part is going to be about the Senior Bowl. A little bit of a primer, but first, Corey with the news. Yeah, and the biggest news of this weekend was probably over at Tennessee, where quarterback Hen Hooker suffered a torn ACL. This was a guy that a lot of people were starting to prop up into that first-round range, was creeping into top five quarterbacks, top four quarterbacks for a lot of people. So this was definitely upsetting to see. Um, was having a great season, probably going to crush Tennessee's playoff hopes at this point too so that's an unfortunate one and injury injuries really uh ran rampant this weekend i mean we got over at tcu running back Andre miller got injured in the game didn't come back um over at ohio state travion henderson came back for this game but re-aggravated his injury after a couple plays tried to play a couple times but this also led to another very impressive performance from uh true freshman dallin hayden who's kind of had a nice uh nice couple weeks here with uh, a lot of the injuries to that backfield um also had Michigan State, or not not State Story, Michigan running back Blake Corum suffered a knee injury, tried to come back in the game for one play and was right back out. So we're going to have to see what happens there. Um, definitely some injuries that we got to keep eyes on leading up to our finals week here. Um, we've also got some transfer portal news um, with rumors circulating around Western Virginia running back C.J. Donaldson and Wisconsin running back Braylon Allen. Um, so n- nothing confirmed there. Um, no, no sources or anything like that. There's just rumors going around that these guys could be looking at the transfer portal coming into the off season. Um, we do have a former five-star running back in Alabama, running back Trey Sanders, who entered the portal as well just uh, yesterday. Um, so we'll see where he goes. He kind of, I wrote him up for the Debbie guide last year. Wasn't too impressed with what I saw coming off the injuries, but maybe he can find a new place and kind of, uh, re- revitalize his career there. Um, going on to this week, some reactions from this week. Um, we had some amazing week winning performances from guys like uh, Rocket Sanders, who's pushing for that, possibly that running one, uh, running back one spot in 2024. And John Robinson, who together accounted for 500 yards and seven touchdowns between the two of them this past week. So chances are, if you had either of them, you probably won your week. Um, we also saw some surprisingly bad performances from uh Guys like UNC quarterback Drake May, who went touchdownless in this game in a loss versus Georgia Tech. And uh, we also had another shaky performance from Crowers, who only threw for one touchdown and 170 yards or 107 yards in a 55 point win. Uh, so it was a little strange not to see him put up a little bit more points in that. Bijan kind of took over that game. So it was definitely a wild weekend of college football with all the injuries to keep tabs on. Um, make sure you guys are keeping it pinned to the C2C YouTube and podcast feed for everything you need to know leading up to this finals week to make sure you have those injuries in check. Um, we also have a special offer going on at C2C. Um, from Black Friday to Cyber Monday, C2C is going to be offering a deal from for anybody that, to get onto it. Um, all non-members can sign up for a yearly walk-on or scholarship member here at C2C for 25% off, which is a $29.99 or $49.99 values. And as a thank you to any current members, anyone who is a member here uh, at C2C will receive an email with a buy one, get one 50% pre-order off your choice of two guides for the upcoming season. It can be a combination of our CFF, Devi, and Freshman Supplemental Guide. So if you guys want to have been thinking about becoming a member or interested in those guides, definitely look at, into C2C and, see, and get yourself signed up on this deal. Yeah, going into reactions this week here. I actually was in the field for the Army. So these are two very quick reactions because I couldn't watch too much football. Um, a lot of it was condensed games I watched on Monday. But I really want to bring up Matthew Golden and his recent mm-hmm. breakout. Yeah, two games for 100 yards last three weeks. Um, super excited about this guy. And obviously this is not news. Everyone knew this breakout was coming. Um, he's now part of the Freshman 500 Club. It's a nice It's a nice class. There's, we have five guys with over 500 receiving yards last year only one which was xavier worthy so this class is a huge step up as far as freshmen go uh but i whatever i want to bring up here is just that as a value standpoint no one's talking about matthew golden being a top five wide receiver in the class i mean he's he seems to be a really solid value i mean i feel like he's in everyone's top 10 but probably in the back of the top 10 but i just want to bring him up because he's someone that i think might be a nice buy because no one no one's going to value him at his peak right now yeah, and speaking of Obai, honestly, this guy's probably going to be 
at, at the top of my priority list for trade targets this offseason if I don't already own him because I own a lot of him. I took a lot of chances on this guy. I really liked what I saw. Um, understood that the G5 going to the P5 thing, which is happening with Houston in this next year, so he's going to get a lot more attention. Understanding that Nathaniel Dell is a target vacuum over there. He's going to be leaving. Matthew Golden's going to be taking over that spot. So for C2C, you're going to get someone who's wildly productive. He's been showing it those past couple of weeks. So um, this is a guy I'm going to be very high on and definitely could creep into that top five conversation for this class. And uh, new quarterback. So uh, that's a little bit of an unknown variable and you don't want unknowns, but it is a QB destination spot for sure. So guy like that. The other one I want to bring up here is the guy that me and Corey haven't talked about. And I, I'm honestly not ready to go in depth on him at all right now. So again, it's more of a, we got to talk about him next week more often. It's Dorian Singer. He's a second-year player for Arizona. Arizona's offense, by the way, is super exciting. I feel so bad for their record because it's it's mostly revolved around a poor defense. But uh, Dorian Singer is leading the Pac-12 in receiving yards right now and his team. So uh, someone that we have to look into. I'm pretty sure he's not a year one zero, and I'm pretty sure he was a four-star recruit, so he's got some decent pedigree. Don't know enough. I got to look more into him, but someone to definitely be mentioning. All right, so the senior bowl. Like, why is it important? Why should you guys pay attention to it? It's it's huge for Debbie. And let, let me just get into this. There's there's just a few questions that I wanted to ask. Obviously, I'm answering them myself here. How often is the watch list updated? So the watch list was released in August. It's about usually around the August 24th. Um, and and that's kind of the list. That's it. They don't go back and update it like ever. And I don't understand why. I really don't. I think maybe it might be a they don't want to hurt people's feelings or uh, cause stress, but you know they update the Blitnikoff Award and they update the Max, you know, the Maxwell Award and mm-hmm. all that stuff like that too. So I don't understand why they don't update the, the watch list more. So once you get mid-season, you check out this watch list and it's kind of like some of these guys have really fallen off and some other guys have really been popping up. So uh, I, I had noticed that some guys that they get invited weren't on the watch list. For example, Puka Nakua. Uh, big fan of him personally. You're hearing me be really annoying about him lately, but uh, it, it, so it's <laughs> it's not like if you're not on the watch list, it's a death sentence. But um, half, half those guys really are like just not on the radar anymore at all. Yeah, I, I can't say that I ever really pay attention to the watch list for the Senior Bowl. I just kind of wait till it comes around and see what the rosters look like. Because I mean, without them updating or anything, you're pretty much seeing it off off-season narratives or last season's production or stuff like that. So, not something that I'm I'm very keen on um, paying attention to the watch list for the Senior Bowl. To be honest with you, actually. One of the better things to pay attention to is just, is just Jim Nagy on Twitter because everybody he talks about probably going to get an invite at some point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, going on to our next question, though, uh, can players who accepted invites from the Shrine Bowl flip over to the Senior Bowl? Okay, hold on. The reason he's asking this is because I like Zay Flowers and he just wants to rub it in my face that he's not going to be at the Senior Bowl because he accepted the Shrine Bowl invite. I'm I was telling you, that's give, I was just trying to give the core some hope, all right? This is some shade. This is shade thrown, I think, with this question. I'm so much shade. Everyone has always been like, where's Zay Flowers on my rankings? Where he belongs? Which apparently, I guess, everyone else agrees with too in the NFL. So let's go yeah. forward, though. I don't know. I have no idea if they can flip or not. Uh, this is kind of a thought process. I really thought about recently um so i'm gonna pay i'm gonna pay attention to this at all because i really don't know the answer um but my initial speculation is that i imagine they can these are two competing programs that aren't affiliated with each other so i imagine if jim Nagy wants a guy that the shrine bowl got he's gonna go and try to get him so so i'm giving some hope to the zay flower fans out there um but i have no idea so. Yeah, we, we've also seen an increase really in the Senior Bowls roster getting a little bit better and better every year. Now it's becoming a little bit more of a phenomenon. I think the Shrine Bowl is trying to become something like that as well. And maybe they're kind of put their stamp trying to grab a guy like Zay Flowers early who did have some legitimate NFL hype. This isn't just coming from me or whatever. Or like you said, a lot of people are asking where he is in your rankings. He had the hype. He he had the profile of a guy that should have been invited to the to the Senior Bowl. But maybe Shrine Bowls are trying to get us put their stamp on a couple of players. And I, I feel like recently somebody got like injured at the senior bowl. And I think they brought some no name wide receiver from the shrine bowl to play in the senior bowl as well. I can't remember the name, almost certain this happened. So I think that this can happen, but 
to your point, I don't actually know as well to the answer to this, but I think anybody can probably go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it just just brief comment about the Shrine Bowl too. Uh, Tyquan Thornton was a Shrine Bowl guy. He got a second round draft capital, I believe, according to my notes, which are super incomplete on the Shrine Bowl because I do not pay attention to that strongly. Uh, Tyquan Thornton is the highest uh, drafted wide receiver recruit they've had since I've been tracking them, which is 2015. So before that, though, I think it was Kenny Galladay. Which I believe what was he like a third round pick? Yeah, twenty seventeen. So, anyway, so it, they're both programs that are moving in the right direction. Uh, but I will say this though: I don't think their scouting process of the Shrine Bowl is that good because uh, we'll get into it for the, the Senior Bowl. But um, they took in Jared Stearns, uh, wide receiver one for CFF purposes uh, last year, like a thousand eight hundred receiving yards at WKU. Mm-hmm. He wasn't invited to the combine, and players that are invited to the combine are requested by NFL teams because they want to get a closer look at him, which means that not a single NFL team really had Jared Stearns probably on their watch list. So Shrine Bowl scouts, I don't know what they, they're doing over there, but I just had to mention that. Had to mention that. <laughs> they're probably just getting what they can at some point as well. I mean, the most productive, one of the most productive wide receivers in college, putting getting your stamp on that as the Shrine Bowl probably, probably seemed like a good thing to them but maybe to other people realizing there was nothing really there. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of production matters. Now the next question here, why should you care about the senior bowl? So senior bowl players have a higher rate of getting drafted than any other college all-star platform. So again, talking about the shrine bowl, I think there's a hula bowl I couldn't name one player from the hula bowl, but anyway, <laughs> there, there are other bowls that are out there, but the senior bowl is the main one now. The first round of 20 automatic invites go out at the end of October. They're pretty consistently around Halloween time. Uh, so the first round of accepted invites is early November. Um, now, the next group comes mid-November, and that's going to be 40 priority invites. So you got 60 guys already invited. So by December 1, the next group of 40 in-season invites should be mailed as well. And that's coming up on us here in about two weeks. So that should round out about 100 guys, which is almost a full roster. They do a little bit more. But anyway, so the period of time between the end of the regular season and the college bowl games can be spent on finalizing both 58-man rosters, 106 guys. After bowl games are concluded, the Reese Senior Bowl will use emergency invites to fill any holes on either roster that are due to injuries. Uh, Just for example, I know that they invited Bryce Love back in 2019. Obviously, Bryce Love was too hurt to uh, go to the Senior Bowl, but stuff like that. And and injuries do occur in the uh, bowl games, which is why you got people like Felix Sharp who advocate for once you secure the bag to just sit. So anyway, the Reese Senior Bowl is the ultimate bridge between college and pro football. Rosters are a mixture of college standouts and potential prospects that project best to the NFL with a particular interest in those that are rated above the fifth round. Senior Bowl staff will compromise of nine scouts with over 150 years of NFL experience. The staff rely on decades' worth of relationships with the colleges and NFL levels to stay on top of all the risers, career backups, late bloomers, and transfers taking advantage of opportunities in their final season. So uh, the, the key takeaway there is that they actually have real scouts, and most of their scouts give these guys fifth-round grades or higher. That's their initial assessment. So everybody that gets these invites should be considered a fifth round grade or higher just at the moment until they get eyes on. So that's why this stuff gets really um, entertaining because you got people saying, well, the running back rooms are now, you know, day three is the new day two. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, that crossing the fourth rounders and fifth rounders matter. So, uh, yeah, and all these guys are just on the radar and you can't deny it because these are actually officially scouts right here. So. The last four years, we've seen an average of 14 wide receivers go to the Senior Bowl, eight running backs, eight tight ends, and eight quarterbacks. Now, Corey and I will go by position group, discuss who's already been invited and who we believe will be getting the last set of invites. Uh, we'll talk about our expectations, uh, recent success at each position. Uh, I'm confident that Corey and I will overlap quite a bit. So like, let's just get right into talking about wide receivers. Uh, so let's go with who's already invited. Uh, some surprises here, by the way, in my opinion. You got Elijah Higgins and Michael Wilson from Stanford. You got Jaden Reed from MSU, Jonathan Mingo from Ole Miss, Xavier Hutchinson from Iowa State, Dontavion Wicks from UVA. I think that's an awesome guy. Austin is a big fan of Dontavion Wicks. <laughs> Andre uh, Yovas from Princeton, 
Rashi Rice from SMU. Yeah, Darius Davis from TCU, Ronnie Bell from Michigan, and uh, my guy, Puka Nakua from BYU. Now, Corey, does anyone stand out to you as your favorite or perhaps one that sticks out to you? Any type of surprises on this list? Uh, yeah, I, I'd start out by saying the Stanford wide receivers are a bit of a surprise. Um, I do always kind of feel like Stanford gets some love in the public eye regardless. Um, I actually used to kind of like Elijah Higgins uh, a while ago. I had a few shares, you know, as a prospect. He was a high four-star guy. I think somewhere with like a 97 rating, uh, great, size. great size. Yeah, 6'3", yeah, 215 pounds. Yeah. Decent verified measurables as well. 36-inch vert, uh, 4.5740. So he, he's got some a little bit to him for sure. Um, this feels like this feels like PFF is driving this one because they're always hyping up Tanner McKee. So really feel like they're hyping up. Yeah, this. it's the Stanford thing, man. I swear some people just really like them. <laughs> uh, but uh, to Elijah Higgins, it still strikes me as kind of like, an, like a boundary guy. Um, comps that I kind of wrote here, high-end comps as well. If he were to make it to the NFL, someone like a Michael Gallup or on the really high-end like a Michael Williams or a Mike Williams because I don't necessarily see a ton of separation from the guy, but he's got some juice, um, can be physical, go up and get it. He'll be kind of an interesting one to watch. Um, you did touch on the Princeton guy last week. I'm not going to try to butcher his name because we all know who I am with pronunciation anyway, so I'm not even going to try to butcher that name, but um, I, abs- I don't know absolutely nothing about this guy, so I am eager to learn a little bit more from everything that comes out of the senior bullets and a guy that a lot of us even watch so he could be kind of a, a sneaky riser um looking at guys like Jaden reed and, and darius davis uh from pcu they're potential impact players early i think probably for their special teams prowess uh, both guys can probably walk in as returners from day one probably take a few slops uh a few snaps out of the slot as well early in their career so might be a, a, an easy way to get drafted get onto a team get on the field early um my personal favorite of the group is probably going to be uh, Rasheed Rice from SMU. Um, we've gone over him a bunch of times, but I, I imagine his stock is going to continue to rise here between his size and athleticism and the production he put up this year. Um, we've also talked about uh, Xavier Hutchinson, a lot, of, uh, a lot of good things, a lot of great size, can probably offer some things that some guys don't, but also struggles in some things that some guys probably offer as well because of that size. Um, I was happy to see Ronnie Bell get uh, an invite recently. This was a guy I talked about last week as could potentially be a sleeper in this class. Pretty under-recruited guy, had a pretty promising sophomore season, but then had junior year derailed by injury, tore his ACL in his fourth year. So it's kind of been a long road back for Bell, but now he's back leading Michigan and receiving kind of a do-it-all guy for him this year. So someone that I'm going to kind of be keeping tabs on in, in, during this this uh, senior bowl week here. Um but I'll kick it to you for for anybody you, for your kind of thoughts on this on this initial group of infights here. Yeah, I was kind of surprised to see Dontavian Wicks. Uh, definitely had a. What do you a, mean? You loved Dontavian Wicks. I, that was awesome, man. No, but I mean, he's been just dropping balls. I mean, I know UVA has been bad, but he's been dropping. He's been doing his part and, mm-hmm. and making them look bad by dropping balls. I was kind of surprised he was still on people's radar. I think maybe it's like a, a post hype thing, but. Um, that was surprising to me. Um, Darius Davis, I think, is a return specialist here. Michigan always gets overrepresentation in everything they do, so whatever. But uh, I'm a little insulting. You just called Jaden Reed like a return guy. I mean, I just can't believe you just said he that. He can do more, but I'm just okay, saying that'll, right. that will get him on the field early. You know what I mean? Like, I lo- hey, we we love to think that everybody can step on the field as day one, but the truth is they're probably not going to. This gives him a chance to step on the field from day one. That's true. Uh, I I am just I absolutely just befounded. Came in form words right now about the Stanford invite. I just can't, I just can't. I don't know why they <laughs> I mean, you really don't. Yeah, um, it's all just projection, one, really, with those guys. That's what it feels like. The the guys I'm mo- I'm most excited about, as in like mystery boxes, is that no one talks about Pukunakua besides me. So now I'm I'm more excited to see other people's opinions on Twitter and then by the professional environment too. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about just seeing other people's thoughts and maybe learn something from somebody there. The big mystery boxes are Andre Yovas from FCS. Obviously, uh, his tape just looked like his tape looked like high schooler tape, man, where he's just out athleting like these other smaller kids because it's, it's FCS. But, um, but also uh, John Domingo here. Uh, he's always hurt. He's always kind of disappointing every single year. Uh, he's had like three really big games this year, and like that's really about it. Anyway, he's just he's someone that's also like a post hype guy that's never fallen through. But he's got this invite. And with a really good performance here, I could see him really taking off, you know, kind of kind of how the senior bull does. There's always kind of one or two guys that just seem to skyrocket their stock. So pretty excited to see what John Domingo has in this group. 
Yeah, he's got that nice stocky build. He's always had that that a little bit of love in the Devi community as well for somebody who could potentially break out. We kept calling his breakout year after year after year. It never really happened. Yeah. Um, this year he's this year he's kind of put it together a little bit, you know, here and there. Like like uh, Ole Miss has kind of had its its struggles in general. Um, you know that the whole Jackson Dart thing hasn't really worked out as we all kind of thought it would. Um, but but yeah, I, I agree with you. He's definitely someone I'm going to be keeping an eye on during this week to see if maybe he can increase that stock. And and what's What's really exciting to me, and I kind of want to say this too before we move on to the next part, is that I've been saying this like two or three times. I think I said in the Slack, at least the company Slack two or three times. This class is kind of more exciting the offseason because uh, after wide receiver five, you know, I feel like it's wide open. Like, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's it's wide open. I don't feel like we've had that in uh, prior years. Like, we usually know who the, the five through like 10 tier is going to be, maybe different order, but everyone's got a similar tier. This this is honestly wide open to me, and I I'm not reactionary. It's just a lack of separation, and so the senior bowl list right now, I think, is just teeming with a lot of potential, uh, and we're hoping that some some cream rises to the top here. Now, uh, who do you who do you think is going to be added to this list? Right, so we're still missing, I think, about half a roster here, probably a little bit less here. Um, but you have some guys here that you think uh, probably have their invite in the mail. Yeah, like like you said earlier, we usually see around 14 wide receivers at the Senior Bowl. Um, but just recently in 2021, we did see as high as 18. So who knows how high the, that it might go. So we, we can maybe safely assume that there's probably maybe three to six more names to be added to this list. There's a list of 11 already that we have. Um, I have a couple candidates. Or, uh, I know me and you probably agree with this one as well. Out of Houston, we talked about Matthew Golden earlier, but he's going to be replacing the guy I'm going to talk about here, Nathaniel Dell. A uh, very small guy, but insanely productive for, for Houston. The big red flag, obviously, is going to be the sub-160 pounds he's going to be. So I'm interested to see what number that is at the Senior Bowl. Um, he looks pretty damn small on tape. So uh, <laughs> I'm imagining it's going to be right around that 155-22 Atwell range. But um, this is a guy who's been well over 1,000 yards past two years, double-digit touchdowns the past two years very versatile player with with major size issues so it's going to be interesting to see how the nfl kind of values him i think he's probably going to end up getting the invite um got jacob cowing uh, over at arizona having a nice year after transferring from the g5 uh, cedric tillman another guy who who we both like a lot um will probably be my favorite at the senior bowl if he goes i'm surprised he hasn't got the in- the invite yet but of course we we talk about pre-show as well sometimes these guys still in, in the hunt for playoffs or whatever they're not focused on this they don't want to accept an invite already maybe he's got it already he just hasn't accepted it i don't know but i really think this guy could end up probably in that wide receiver five to ten range for me he's big physical got some underrated juice and and some and some strong hands i think i think he's got some upside there um some guys on the lower end that i think could maybe get there um the utsa combo decorian clark and and zachary franklin um, not sure if the Corian's uh, injury is going to keep him out in an event like this. I know Nagy was highlighting him a lot throughout the year on Twitter, says he has his eyes on him. So I wouldn't be surprised if at least one of these guys make it here. Clearly they've got eyes on UTSA. DeCorian brings that, you know, that prototypical X size and hands, some tremendous body altering grabs this year. Um, Zachary's a little smaller, kind of been that Mr. Consistent, Mr. Reliable for, for quarterback Frank Harris down there in UTSA. So we'll see if he can get in um, really low end guy. Um, Chris Thornton at a, at a JMU. I've just noticed that Jim Nagy seems to have an affection for JMU coming into into the Division One. He's highlighted a couple guys on his Twitter as well. Um, this is another smaller guy. He's had his productive moments, so I'm, I'm, we'll see if he gets here. Could be more of a Shrine Bowl name for with Chris Thornton. And then you know, there's other guys. You know, Anias Smith. I don't know what's going on with his injury. Justin Shorter, former number one uh, overall wide receiver one recruit. Um, Joseph Not over at Clemson. Jordan Whittington over at Texas. So there's a, there's a couple guys here um that that could potentially be be uh invited so um i, I have a feeling we're probably going to overlap here but, but who's your guys that you think you could possibly uh make the list here yes thank you for finally throwing it to me uh <laughs> I, <laughs> I also have cedric tillman and I, I agree with you if he goes to the senior bowl he's my wife for one out of that class um i think if he even gets the invite he's going to be a guy that's going to say no thank you at the end uh we see that happen from guys that already have the draft capital locked in uh for example like Jahan dotson who mm-hmm. was like a like three days before the senior bowl he's like i'm good and then he got drafted <laughs> to top 15 i think something like that so uh i could see tillman taking the invite not going in the end but again still want to see him get that invite uh, jacob cowling g5 uh i think he's very similar player to zay flowers so seeing zay flowers not get the invite now i'm wondering like okay maybe not jacob cowling but 
We'll yeah. see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, Nathaniel Dell, I'm with you there too. I mean, they invited Calvin Austin last year. And it, it, I mean, they can't be sizest. They got a lot of big guys there. They got to get some little guys in there too. So I think I think they'll probably take Nathaniel Dell for sure. Uh, also, Zachariah Franklin, myself. We also both had A.T. Perry, and I don't think you even – did you even bring him up or did you just skip over his name? I did. I'm trying to leave some names for you guys, for you, man, because we, we uh, overlapped right. a lot. This is probably our heaviest lap set at the wide receivers. So, I mean, I tried to leave a couple names for you here to talk about. <laughs> yes. So, I made my list even before the second group of invites went out. But A.T. Perry, I think as far as just raw production goes, I think he can get out there. Um I'm going to speak for myself and Corey here by saying if he goes, we just don't care. I think we've seen enough. Yeah. You know, he, could be a shrine, he could be a Shrine Bowl guy, really, at the end of yes. the day. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm more banking on, like, raw production is going to put him up to the, the Senior Bowl and whatever. So, anyway. Uh, and then some names here that you don't have. I have Jalen Cropper. Jalen Moreno Cropper. Uh, he's been <laughs> kind of taken off here with the return of Jake Hayner. He has... Kind of a gadgety skill set if they really want to, but uh, probably more of a special teams guy at the next level. Uh, Mitchell Tinsley I put in there uh, from JUCO to WKU to Penn State. Uh, kind of lost it as the wide receiver one for Penn State, but I thought maybe he could be a senior bowl guy here. Chuck Sizzle. Chuck Sizzle is, is uh, yeah. making waves. He's um, your one guy on this list. I think he could, he could definitely make it. Like we've talked about him before, and I think I've seen some good things from him on tape. Yeah, so uh, but I could, I don't even know. I, I have more Shrine Bowl vibes from him, but yeah, but all these guys I've listed to, if they don't go to the Senior Bowl, I am like absolutely like they're definitely 100% going to the Shrine Bowl. Yeah, all these names. So, uh, but yeah, so the only one that's really surprised me that doesn't have the invite yet, Cedric Tillman. Just surprised I didn't have the invite yet, Cedric Tillman and and Cowling. I really thought I am very surprised that Cowling has not gotten the invite and was very surprised as a flowers immediately took the shrine bowl invite that was kind of weird to me i mean he didn't even wait I mean, he wasn't yeah, like that, I mean, that's why i think maybe they pitched it to him they're like we want to make this big we want to make this a big thing come be our headliner for this class like i don't i don't know if that was kind of it or whatever i will say um me and austin were talking about a bit in chat too same might be said for jacob cowling but a little bit soft man and i don't know if maybe the nfl is kind of shying away from a little bit softer receivers like you know he's he's not the strongest at the catch point not a guy who's going to bowl through you or take on contact very much so i don't know if that's kind of a kind of a thing here but yeah the production says that those guys should have probably made the, the senior bowl yeah they don't have the size and they lack high-end elite traits yeah so all right Let's go over to running backs now. Now, this room is a little bit more uh, of a mystery, which is a lot more fun, honestly. So we only got three invites here, and we also have one fullback invite. I'm just going to mention him. I, I, he doesn't really count towards running backs. Yet, so, uh, But the running back invites are uh, Chris Rodriguez of Kentucky, UK, Rochon Johnson of Texas, everyone's favorite sleeper, and then you got Cameron Peoples from App State, who was actually the very first running back invited so that was very surprising to me because i i would have never never have guessed him. i mean straight i'm not just i'm not joking i would never guess him so uh chris rodriguez broke all of benny snell's records recently for rushing at uk i think he's a better player than benny snell um i know a lot of people at home are probably like well that's not that hard the reason why i'm bringing that up is because benny snell was a fourth round pick so i actually do have a fourth round grade on chris rodriguez with maybe back of round three but not really roshan johnson though i am going to be excited to watch him outside of Bijan shadow yeah i think the easy answer here for the favorite of the group is probably chris rodriguez at least early on at this point um i do think roshan could probably do a lot for his stock here you know he's been flying under the radar as Bijan's backup former quarterback um gets talked about pretty highly among that group kind of a leader among the group as well checks off a lot of boxes from a physical standpoint as well so he could do a lot for his stock there i think he'll nail a lot of the interviews and and really be a, a coach's guy too i think i think he'll rub people the right way there um, I used to like Cameron Peoples at one point, kind of like an, as an underrated of the guy, but he's a big, tall back. He's 6'2", 225 pounds. Um, yeah, very upright runner, kind of lacks explosiveness. Um, struggled this year as well compared to his past. So I was a little bit surprised to see him get it, get such a quick invite here, to be honest with you. He reminds me of, and I don't know if this, this comparison is going to fly past you. I like comparisons, so I'm always doing it. But he reminds me of former Notre Dame running back Josh Adams. Okay. He had okay. some stints in the NFL with Philly, uh, with the Jets too, I believe as well. Wasn't but... he tiny? Wasn't he tiny? No, no, he's big, 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 tall okay. guy. Physical upright runner. Um, 
you know, either way, both these guys didn't, you know, he kind of fizzled on the NFL. And I still, I, I think people's kind of the same thing, you know, fit, just probably lacks that upside at the next level. Um, there was, of course, like you mentioned, Hunter Lepke, uh, fullback there, 6'1", 236 pounds, not somebody that anybody should really be keeping an eye on. I, Senior Bowl must have some stock in, in North Dakota State because they're always getting guys to come over here and and, and perform, giving them some love. So, so yeah, this list is uh, uninspiring at best so far. Yeah, so usually we see around eight running backs come over here now the past four years. Uh, a high of 10 going in 2022, which is just last year. So uh, with that, let's just get into some names here that we think might be getting invited to the Senior Bowl. I'm just going to give two or three here to start off. Uh, Chase Brown from Illinois, running back. Uh, he's a fifth-year guy. Um, he's getting a ton of volume. Mm-hmm. Uh, death by a thousand cuts, and he breaks away for some runs here and there. Um I'm not. I'm not in. I'm really not in. Straight up, I'm not in. I don't. I see him as more of a late day three guy. But uh, the amount of hype I do see around him on Twitter is that I think that he can get to the Senior Bowl. He he's Canadian, so I'm obligated to be a fan and cheer for his success. So he's had a fantastic year. Go Chase Brown. <laughs> uh, Zach Charmin is the easy one here. UCLA. I mean, I think. All right, this is going to be. I was going to bring up in the slash. You know, I'm going to bring it up right now. I think I'm ready to move up Kendra Miller and Zach Charbonnet into like the tier of Sean Tucker and Tink Bigsby. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a little spicy. I'm still not sold on Zach, but I honestly have to watch more of him. Those you those late UCL games uh, get me. I don't watch them very much. Um, yeah. The thing with him that bugs me, man, is I'm still not sure why he went back. Like, if he didn't like the grade he got last year, what has he done this year to improve upon it? Like, honestly, and like, there's more competition this year as well for guys who are more well-rounded, bring a little bit more to the game. Like, like I'll give him one thing. I think he probably has, like, the best contact balance, like, in this in this class. Maybe not in this class. I, I kind of have to look over whatever, but I thought he did last year. Um, probably going to run a different, uh, a pretty decent 40 as well, but he strikes me as a little bit stiff at times, man. Like, I just don't, I just don't get, like, if the NFL didn't like him last year, what did he do this year to, to change that? I thought he looked a little more efficient uh, this year than last year. I think he's. I, I don't. I don't know what was said to him last year. I really. I really wish we could know, like after the fact, mm-hmm. and we never do. Um, but I think maybe they just didn't see enough, and so he was like, "I'm gonna show more." So yeah, he's caught a few more balls this year as well, too, which was kind of a little bit of a, of a thing on his profile last year as well. If he could do that, sometimes he he fought balls a little bit when you watch his tape a little bit a little bit more last year. So maybe this year will be a little bit better. I got to dive into it a little bit more, but he's not somebody I'm ready to creep up there yet. Uh, yeah. Hey, so Colin, what do you think oh. about Zach Charbonnet going to, uh, as a potential Senior Bowl invite? <laughs> I was not expecting to actually be uh, be thrown in here, but um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, actually- I think. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I, I do think he, he would be a great senior bowl invite. I think he's gonna get one. Uh he's exactly what I think the NFL is gonna want. Um size, speed guy, good production coming, you know, he's got some good pass catching chops there, like Corey was just saying. So I think he's gonna have an opportunity to show what he can do at the senior bowl. And he's probably going to be the best running back at the senior bowl. The other running backs that are ahead of him for me in this class are all juniors. So, so before you head out, though, if you had to just predict one more senior bowl invite, who would it be? Uh, at the running back position? Yes, running back position. Yeah. Ooh, um, that's an interesting one. Man, you just put me right on the spot here. Um, Mo Ibrahim. All right, okay. Mo, on my Mo list, Ibrahim. on my list. I got yeah, him there, too. He's on the list. He's on the list, yeah. Colin, right. good to see you, buddy. Thanks for hopping yeah, in. Yeah, see you guys. Yeah, elaborate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I have Mo Ibrahim, too, actually, on my list here. Uh, another guy I'm not big on. It's just the production. Again, I think uh, he's a good downhill runner, um, but he's just got one so many miles on him. He has an injury history on him. Um Last year was really setting up to be a nice year until he got injured in that Ohio State game. Uh, what could have been, um, but I, I do think I do think the NFL cares about how many miles a running back has like on their wheels. So I'm not really in on Mo being a thing, but he's on my invite list here. What do you think about? You got Mo in? You, yeah, you well, Mo well, we've we've been down this road before. We've talked about him a couple of times. I mean, it's the lack of athleticism that we see, especially after the Achilles. I mean, he's broke away a couple of times too and was tracked down so quickly. I mean, he just he is not moving very fast out there, man. Like, <laughs> like for yeah. me, be- best case scenario here, 
is I've said this a couple of times is a, is a James Robinson or Zach Moss spectrum situation here. You know what I mean? Like he'll come in as a UDFA show enough, like where he's good enough with his vision and whatever to be, to seem like he could, you know, be good enough for somebody or Zach Moss where he's going to hang on a roster and be a fourth round pick and never really excel at the NFL level because of the athletic limitations. I just, I don't see it with him personally. All right. My next ones here are going to be Eric Gray, Kenny McIntosh. Uh, I think these guys are some plus size pass catching backs. Not that Eric Gray is just a pass catching back, but I, I don't think he gives enough uh, down the middle to really excel at the NFL level. So I think if Eric Gray and Kenny both go to the draft, I think they get drafted, but I think they're being used as pass catching backs with a little bit of, they'll get a few runs down the middle, but that's just to keep defenses honest, you know, trying to keep them on their toes, get some play calling variations in there. Yeah, we did. We did an earlier show earlier in the year. We talked about bounce back candidates, like before the season even started. Eric Gray was on that list for me, and to me, like I think that he's got some sleeper potential here. Like legitimately, he's had a really nice year as a lead guy. He's put some weight on through his career as well. Eager to see if that two twelve number he's at right now has some truth to it or not. It'll be interesting to see what he weighs in at, at the Senior Bowl. Um, strong, fast in the rushing and receiving game this year. He's in both in both facets he's been really well he's gonna test well as well as this guy a lot of us were high on for his athletics um you know i just think that he has legitimate sleeper potential man i, I would not be surprised if eric gray is a day two pick yeah i was pretty hard out on him uh last year and even even when he, and he was on his rise and people i know i saw a dynasty trade out there of deandre swift straight up for eric gray and that was just i mean i wanted That's to throw crazy. up my mouth when i saw that <laughs> anyway um because I wasn't that high on him ever, but I, I, I'm, I think I could come around on Eric Gray. I really do. I, I, he's just looked, he's looked good. He's looked good. Yeah. I hasn't looked great. I really, I think he has a lot more to, to give, but, um, but just, I mean, patting him on the back for that comeback because it's just been kind of amazing to see him this year. Uh, I wanted to throw two random names out there. We just mentioned the two Stanford guys for wide receivers that were, <laughs> no one would have ever guessed. So I'm giving two right here. I'm giving Brad Roberts of Air Force. Uh, I think he's actually a really good runner. Um, and then I'm going to give uh, Imari DiMarcato, the TCU running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are my two random guys because uh, TCU has these guys that are like, you know, it's not Kendry and it's not, it's not Quinshawn Jenkins, but there's other guys that make plays for them. You know, like I'm not sure if you can call them reliable, but that offense has a lot of weapons. So. Uh, those, that's the second so, time in two weeks that you've called Quentin Johnson, Quinshawn Judkins. This is, you man, did that I last week. I you, <laughs> you just did it again. <laughs> that's can't okay. wait till he's till he's in the league so I can yeah. stop doing that. <laughs> All right, Quentin yeah. Johnson. So anyway, so those are my two running backs there. Uh, not that I expect big things out of the NFL, but uh, you know the Senior Bowl does throw some random wrenches in. I just don't understand it, but you know. Yeah, definitely some some random guys. And there's been success at, at the running back position at the senior bowl. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I think over the past three years, there's been 80% draft rate for, for these guys. I mean, 2021, there was 100% draft rate. We're talking about Najee, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, Michael Carter, Eli Mitchell, Khalil Herbert. So we're getting good guys that, that come through the senior bowl. Sometimes I, like, uh, sometimes I wonder if this is like if this is the best position to search at the senior bowl that where they come up, you know, in some wide receivers sometimes. But uh, some of the success that's come from here you know these running backs they're doing pretty well when they go to the senior bowl and get the love there um a couple guys you didn't mention though i just did want to say um the usc backs uh travis die and austin jones both are fourth year i believe i think i think travis die might be a fifth year guy but both uh, you know what i'm gonna throw evan hall in here as well from northwestern all three guys i actually view pretty similar um good at everything not elite at one thing don't bring elite size um, not the fastest or quickest guys, but capable pass catchers. Like these three guys seem like they would be good depth at the next level. So I mean, you could throw in, be reliable, getting them what you need to, them to do, but you know, they're not going to wow you with any of the, uh, of the fancy stuff. So, but those are kind of my three guys I throw at the bottom of this list here that could potentially get invited as well. Yeah. I like that. I do like the Evan Hall call. I feel a little silly when I saw that. I was like, damn, I didn't think about that. Yeah, um, but no, I'm I'm pretty out on Tion Evans. Uh, I almost put the Nebraska running back though, like Anthony Anthony Grant. I really almost put him. Yeah, he had a, a great start to the year. It kind of faded off a little bit, but yes, yes, yeah, yeah. All right, so that wraps up our running backs. Let's go to quarterbacks now. This one's also a little more fun because we've only had one quarterback invited in the first two round of invites, and that should tell you a lot about this quarterback class. But let's just let's just get into it. Uh, the guy that's been um, invited is Tyson. Uh, Baggin, 
I'm pretty sure I'm messing bag, that up. Bag, Bajin, Bagin, yeah, I don't know how you Bajin. say it. <laughs> My man Tyson, D2 Phenom, all-time leader in yards in D2 with almost 17,000 yards. Uh, he owns like what feels like every single record in D2 uh, football. So, um, I mean, you got any thoughts on him right now? No, like, I mean, I, I, I mean, we're not here to tell you that we watch D2 football a lot. Okay. So I paper scouted this guy. We're looking at 6'3, 215 pounds, got good size, not a real dual threat guy, um, more of your typical pocket passer from the reports I read. Um, Nagy did highlight him in a tweet as well, tried to dub him as like the zappy of this class, but I'm not so sure that that, that holds a lot of merit there. Um, some of the other reports I read, a lack of arm strength, a little bit of a struggle to get it outside the numbers, um, a little bit of accuracy waning all over the place as well. But some positives um, in his release, very quick release, and mechanics look, look sound. So probably strikes me as probably going to be a UDFA uh, as well. Um, so um, nothing really here that I'm super interested in, but who knows? Maybe he smashes the the interview, smashes them, so gets drafted. But this isn't a guy that, I'm, that you're going to see start for your dynasty team anytime soon. Yeah, I think I'm going to default him to my QB3 just because it's up in the air. I've, yeah. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen enough of everybody else. I don't really want him. Um, everybody under the sun is QB3, man. <laughs> uh, I will say this, though. His completion percentage is almost 72%. I mean, that's yeah. pretty good. I mean, that's, he's, dom- he's dominating the league, that, which is what you want to see, that he's clearly playing above the competition that he's playing with. So, Yes. So going into quarterbacks now. So many names are still out there. Some favorite candidates. I, I'm gonna throw this out here because I I've been thinking really hard about this lately, Corey. Um, mm-hmm. I have not been a Bo Nix fan. Bo Nix on paper looks pretty good. Bo Nix on the field looks uh, good, but then when you watch him, you're like, maybe he's not that good. When you kind of like rewatch his stuff, but mm. I, I'm putting down I'm putting down Bo Nix here. He's like been weirdly efficient i started watching because i'm still trying to figure out what i want to do with troy franklin we keep talking about troy franklin here like the last like four weeks we talked about it twice so i was watching troy franklin same time watching bo nix whatever he's on this list for me i don't know what to think about him i think he's like a day three guy i honestly think maybe he wants to just go back to school and just try to win the national title because I mean, no. they barely missed the playoffs. He's he's not gonna do that. He's get after the career he's had, after the year he's had this year, he's taking that hype and running. There's no way I he I think that would be a mistake. I really do. Maybe he see some some continuity there. There's gonna be a lot of returning bodies. You know, you're still gonna have your Troy Franklin and a lot of a yeah, lot of those but guys if he's, there. If he's told he's a day three quarterback, like like they come up to him like, hey, we think your practice team level, you're like a seventh rounder pick. I don't think they're gonna tell him that. I don't. I honestly think he's gonna get drafted higher than any of us. In, think because of the pedigree because of everything the tools he brings someone's gonna think they can fix the tools the The tools tools. it's the tools someone's gonna hey ever since like josh allen and patrick mahomes they've essentially like ruined quarterback evaluation going forward because everybody thinks they could that if they find a guy with tools they can fix them and it's happened with zach wilson it's happened with other guys it's it's happened with 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 a lot of guys and bo nix is gonna be that next guy that somebody thinks that they can fix you know, it's going to happen with Will Rogers, too. We, we hate Will Rogers, but he's going to get drafted higher than any of us think he should get drafted. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, Bo Nix is on there for me. Uh, I, I copped out with my next answer. My next answer was Stetson Bennett, um, only because I know that he tweeted out, Jim Nagy tweeted out about Stetson Bennett being on the same level as Bryce Young, which is just ridiculous. So yeah. I put down Stetson Bennett because, I mean, after you make that statement, you have to invite him, right? I mean, he's got to look pretty stupid if he doesn't. So, Sesame is getting invited. Um, He'll be a UDFA. But, you know, a very accomplished college football player. You know, can't take that away from him. Uh, He's probably going to lead Georgia to another national championship this year. That's a walk-on. What a legend. Yeah, legend. Hopefully he learns to tip better at restaurants. Uh, Now let's go into (laughs) Michael Penix, though. Michael Penix of Washington, I, I've called him my QB5 of the class, which is true. He's my QB5 um, behind Hendon Hooker and behind Will Levis. So uh, he's my QB5. He's a lefty. Uh, Barnabas Lee uh, talked about uh, lefties in the NFL. There's just not that many uh, cases of success, uh, like Michael Vick, Vince Young, and that's about it. So I don't know if that's a personal bias of NFL quarterbacks or uh, players have to shift the way they catch and the way they expect the ball to be released. Uh, so I think I want to say he gets invited, but I'm really not confident on his translatable ability to the NFL. 
Yeah, I actually remember this from a documentary. I don't remember which Jerry Rice documentary I was watching. So I went way back here because you mentioned Steve Young too. But I remember him talking about how he had a little bit of a down moment when the switch happened from Joe Montana to Steve Young because Steve Young was a lefty. And he said, everything about the ball comes different. It comes from a different angle. It spins differently. You got to catch it differently. So there is something to that, I think. There is. I mean, that's like probably the one of the best wide receivers in in, in the NFL ever. To, to say that for, for him to be detailing it like that. I think that is a thing. So I think it does come a little bit different from left-handed. So I think Barnabas probably has something there uh, with, with Michael Penix, but you know, it's probably something that could be adjusted to eventually. I think it's just a, it's just the initial shock of it about the way it, it's something that's come to you a certain way for so long, all of a sudden it's coming a different way. I mean, it, it's going to be something you kind of got, got to change. Yeah. And um, the whole conversation with Barnabas actually started out when we were talking about Brendan Armstrong in the offseason. So we don't have to worry about Brendan Armstrong anymore. That's <laughs> yeah. But uh, who, uh, who do you got on some of your, on your list? Yeah, so I put a lot of names. I'm not going to go through all of them. I was just kind of listing them because of guys that I could, could go. Like even if I go quickly here, like KJJ, KJ Jefferson from, from Arkansas. I think he's going to return. I don't think he's going to go. I know he's eligible this year. Spencer Rattler, he could do good by going there. And talk- yeah, he could do good for himself going there, talking at the interviews fixing his character a little bit because I think that's a big problem for him. So he could probably benefit a lot from going there and, and ground nosing a little bit. Um, Cameron Rising from Utah as well. Malik Cunningham from Louisville. Um, like you were talking about Armstrong. Brandon Armstrong and Sam Hartman, two guys that probably had senior bowl potential. A lot of guys were talking about at the beginning of the year. I think they both haven't followed up their years at all um, the way they probably hoped. They're probably more like Shrine Bowl candidates at this point. Maybe they sneak into the senior bowl. I just don't see a strong case for them. Um, the one guy that I do think probably could get there uh, is Max Dugan, uh, TCU quarterback. Uh, you know, after the year he's had, the national spotlight he's getting over there with their playoff aspirations are undefeated right now. Um, he has some interesting tools from a size standpoint, from a mobility standpoint. It's kind of hard to forget the rest of his career where he really struggled with accuracy. You know, you know we kind of complained for so long that he held back Quentin Johnson. Um but we actually felt like this team was better off without him starting off the year. You know what I mean? But, you know, Chandler or Chandler Morris gets hurt, go back to him like in week two or whatever, and he's just blown up in Sonny, D- in Sonny Dyke's offense now. Um, so I think he's he's got some national attention on him. I think he could sneak into the senior bowl here. And another really deep one. This is just deep. Back to my UTSA love here because this is kind of just a G5 team that I, I follow a little too closely. I don't know why. I just I, I like them a little bit. But that's Frank Harris, quarterback over there. Just a fun dual threat guy. He's done a little bit of everything. He's caught a touchdown. He's ran a touchdown. He's he, he's running the triple option. He's throwing it deep. He's throwing it mid. He's all over the place. He's just fun. Okay. And I'd like to see him go there just to see what the reports are going to be. Probably more of a Shrine Bowl guy, but you know, there's some hope there. A deep guy for you guys, anyways. Yeah. And uh, Jaron Hall, too, BYU. I think he might get invited. Uh, kind of a post type guy. Hasn't been bad this year, but hasn't been great. Hasn't met expectations. He definitely had quite a few people in his corner to start off. Uh, but I, I can see him going to the senior bowl. Hendon Hooker, uh, he's hurt. But I can yeah, we didn't talk about him. But it's probably, he's probably he, he's not going to be ready for anything, right? Unless he just yeah, goes no. for the interviews and stuff, right? Like, which he could do. So he might get invited in that way. But you're going to kind of just be like a, like a nominal in, invitation anyways. Like just a nice, nice, nice thing to do for the guy. So <laughs> Yeah. And then Will Levis, too. He's a senior. He's going to get an invite. He's got enough about his uh, physical abilities and the tools, which is like the, yeah. the theme of this section. Uh, and then Clayton Toon of Houston. Clayton Toon, uh, two years in a row, has started off pretty iffy, just not great, and is now finishing looking really good and prolific. Uh, so Clayton Toon there is, for me, going to be invited here. Uh, no real high expectations from any of these guys here. I I, I have I have Will Levis as like a third-round grade, Hannah Hooker as a third-round grade, Michael Penix as a fourth, fifth-round grade. Uh, and that's really it. I mean, it's just two quarterbacks at the top, but the senior bowl might show us some more. Uh, switching them up out, out of the system, we, we we might see some more out of them. Yeah, and I mean, there's been some success coming from the senior bowl for quarterbacks. You know, looking over the last four years here, I mean, we're looking at like 2019. Um, not the greatest class, or probably your one hit that came from there was Daniel Jones, who ended up a first round pick as well i think you know you had drew Locke in that class yeah. as well Min- Minshew in that class as well who who kind of had some success being a he's a free starter. agency man he might come yeah. back from the dead and you never yeah, know you never know you never know i mean uh 2020 probably the best of this of the last four years you had uh uh justin herbert and um uh what 
for Jesus Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, thank you. Thank you. The quarterback for Philly. Um, Jordan Love also went in the first round here, but you know, we haven't even yeah. seen enough of him to really make uh, um, a real analysis on him, anyways. 2021, you had no Mac Jones go. And then, you know, 2022 is kind of a weird year. We had like the four quarterbacks get day two capital, but or our day two are better capital, but none of them are really like super impressive or that we really have a lot of hopes for. You know, Matt Corral, uh, Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, and Kenny Pickett. Um, yeah. They're kind of all weird. We could, I think, speaking for the both of us, maybe here we could we could see these guys eventually be drafted over or whatever. I don't know if I see futures for these guys like like dynasty futures, like ten plus year futures for these guys. No, yeah, I think maybe they can float around the back up and then like blow up like eight years from now, and then we could be like, oh yeah, dude, remember Sam Howell? Like, yeah, yeah, I remember well, that. Yeah, guy. Sam Howell too. Oh yeah, but he's yeah. day. He's he was a day three guy, right? Right, right. Uh, I think yeah. he, what, he threw the Megatron. No, no, man, you're high. He th- we he threw the Josh Downs. Oh yeah, yeah. Josh Downs. <laughs> Honestly though, dude, I would have really loved to see Matt Corral this year because look at the struggles that 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 Panthers are having with the quarterback right now. He would have gotten time this year, and he was probably my favorite of this group just because of like the pizzazz, the big arm, the flashy talent. Like I, the size was kind of a concern, which is probably one of the reasons he dropped as low as he did as well. But then got injured, never really got to see him play with the Panthers, and I think he would have had a chance this year. Yeah, well, that team's just so terrible. They're rotating quarterbacks every week. It's, it's yeah, got uh, Sam it's, Darnold up next, man. Let's just get some. Let's just get some love for DJ Moore. That's what I need. They might as well just hold open tryouts for the whole city. <laughs> I'm about to go try out, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go over the tight ends. Um, we almost skipped this one entirely because you know we don't like tight ends, but um. Yeah. We just want to highlight some hits here in the recent years, right? So Drew Sample and Trey McBride were the two highest selected over the past four years. Uh, we're calling these hits generously. There's not a lot of hits here. These are just guys of, right. of note, right. I guess, right? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, names like Forrest Monroe or Foster Monroe, I'm sorry. Harrison Bryant, he's having some good years. Adam Troutman had a had a huge fan club there for a little bit. Kyle Granson has a fan club right now. It's smaller, but, you know. And then this past year, uh, we actually had some nice promising guys. Dan Bellinger. Uh, Isaiah likely has been a preseason star, and he's also filled in and looked really good for Mark Andrews when he's down. Uh, Greg Dolchik is one of the bright spots of the Let's Ride. They are not not riding, I'll tell you (laughs) that. (laughs) Uh, And then Trey McBride, who's getting an increased opportunity here with uh, Zach Ertz out. Uh, We knew that Zach Ertz wasn't going away right away, but Trey McBride is pretty promising. I'm pretty excited to see where he is in three years because he's he's someone I Mm -hmm. like um, so let's go over some news you like for the senior bowl. Corey, why don't, you, why don't you start off? Yeah, like you said at the beginning, this isn't a thing that we're, we usually do a lot of. Uh, if anybody's listening to this podcast very much, we are not tight end enthusiasts. And I don't believe that you really should be in, in Debbie unless you're spending like like the top guy that you really think is going to like be a first round pick or whatever, you know, like uh, I'd rather you just wait till the NFL, pick up your guys, see who comes out of this class. Like I'm going to talk about, so like four guys here, I'm going to talk about um, Dalton Kincaid coming out of Utah. Um, Brant Keithy or Keith, whatever you want to say has been the tight end there for, for a long time, but he's very small, um, only six to 220 pounds or something like that. Dalton Kincaid brings that size. He's like six, five, 240 pounds. I want to say, can't remember off yeah, the top of my right. head. That's yeah. Right. Um, has looked really good. Once Keith look went, went, went down, um, brings a lot more to the table as a traditional NFL tight end. than Keith did. Um, I think he's going to uh, turn some heads if he eventually goes there. Sam Laporta out of Iowa as well. Um, you know, I think a lot of people had a, a a bigger season planned for him in their minds. Unfortunately, Iowa isn't really doing anything at all right now. Um, but he's still, you know, he's still doing some things. I think he has some versatility that teams are going to like. And this is kind of a guy I'm going to talk about next that I've kind of, you know, been on the bandwagon for for a long time. And that's Miami tight end Will Mallory, who I think is going into his fifth, might be a fifth year already now. But this is a guy that I remember specifically um, – the, uh, Brevin Jordan, the guy who used to be at Miami, and one time he was doing an interview, and he says, "You guys don't understand who Will Mallory is. He like he this was a guy who ran hurdles in high school. This was a guy who ran track in high school. He's way more athletic than anybody thinks. This guy is an underwraps talent that just really hasn't gotten to show itself in this offense. We saw it a couple times this year. He led the offense uh, a couple weeks. Um, has had big games in the past as well. So this is just a guy I'm saying to watch out for. I think could make his mark on the Senior Bowl, and that's tight end Will Mallory." I like both those calls. Uh, also, San Laporta had a big game this past week. By the way, it was like the first time I clicked on his name all year. Oh, oh see, I didn't. Even, I didn't even watch Iowa, so I don't even know. I mean, <laughs> you shouldn't if you don't. If you don't hate yourself. 
Yeah. Um, I I don't I don't know if these guys are senior off the top of my head because those were like kind of the four really obvious names here. But I wanted to say Nesbit. Is he a sophomore, man? I really feel like he's a sophomore. I don't even know who he is. Well, let me look it up. Uh, like, UNC, UNC. Okay. <laughs> UNC. I don't. And then like Jaheim Bell. So I. There's just. I hate tight ends, man. I don't want to talk about tight ends. So. <laughs> no, he's a sophomore. No, he's not there. Okay. So yeah. Payne Durham. I really have no names to add here. Dalton could actually both both Utah tight ends should be invited to this, even though he's undersized. Uh, we've seen undersized tight ends get drafted, they get invited. Um, yeah. They don't work out ever, but they still get invited, you know. So I, I do think both Utah tight ends should be going. Um, Devin Culp might be. Uh, Devin Culp's kind of a post hype guy. He goes to Washington. Yeah, he hasn't been great this year, but Washington tight ends do get some good solid recognition here. So it kind of might be one of those more program invites. Uh, and then they did have an, they had an they had an accepted invite this week. I think it was Luke something. Luke Musgrave, yes. yeah. How can we forget yeah. about talking about yeah, him? Yeah, Oregon yeah. State? Uh, he's athletic. I just don't. He doesn't really fit the system. So he's he was a second round of invites guy. First invite accepted for tight ends here. I couldn't tell you more than that. I remember what I think I watched him one time like a year ago, but I don't remember writing about him. So I couldn't say much about him. So I probably like turned it on and just didn't know what to say. Yeah. I mean, really looking at this whole tight end group and really looking at the past four years, we really haven't had a strong hit in the past four years and tight ends take time. So sometimes we got to wait or whatever, but you know, in this new age where you got guys like Kittle who break onto the scene right away, Kelsey who breaks onto the scene right away, Andrews who breaks onto the scene, like pretty much right away. It's hard to want to wait for these guys. And once you're getting into that third, fourth year, you're starting to pretty much say to yourself, he's probably not going to become anything. So it's tough. It's tough to say that there's really anything you should look at here in the senior bowl for tight ends. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, there's a couple of interesting guys here. Um, last year's class was definitely a lot more promising than this year's. and It's getting better. So um, Maybe Daniel Barker from Michigan State. I'm just reaching on names now. I should just. Yeah, you're just, you're just like looking all the way. Daniel Barker, man. formerly of Illinois, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, 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 oh. Jalil Billingsley, man. I mean, oh, I think gosh. he's got enough attention from the – I know, I know that he's got bricks for hands, and we don't really care about him. But he's he's still athletic. He still belongs. He went to Alabama. You actually think he's at his listed weight? What's he listed at? Are you looking him up right now? No, but I'm gonna guess he's two thirty. Six four two nineteen, which is exact. I was, I'm actually surprised he's listed at that because I remember at at uh, at Alabama. Gadsden that size? Dude? He was the yeah. Why is he? He was listed higher at Alabama, and I always told people this guy does not look 230 pounds or 240 that he was listed at Alabama. He looks like a wide receiver. He's not a tight end, and he's a bad wide receiver at that. So no, don't nobody take Jaleel Billingsley. <laughs> oh man, uh, Princeton Font from Tennessee. I think he can get in the invite. He also looks good here and there. And then the tight end from North Dakota State University, the FCS school, uh, something Tucker. I can't remember his name. I have but... no idea who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about tight end stuff. Can we move on? Dude, Corey is rubbing his face. We are going oh so God. deep, man. We... No more, no more tight ends. He's naming off names. I don't even want to talk about them anymore. Let's go. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I do want to give you guys a sneak, pre- sneak peek for what's coming up next week. We're actually going to talk uh, transfer portal. Uh, it's kind of heating up right now. That Corey Lee listed off two big rumors going on in the, pre- in the uh, offseason right now. Sorry, we're not in the offseason yet. Some teams are in the offseason. Uh, but next next week, we're going to do a primer on the transfer portal, kind of not talking about who's going, and we're also going to talk about some guys that we expect to, get to go into the portal or some guys we want to see go into the portal. So it's going to be kind of exciting. Um, can't wait to talk about that. Corey, you got any words about the Senior Bowl? I got nothing, man. You know, it, it's been it's been better over the last couple of years. It's definitely something you should pay attention to, but don't go crazy. I mean, don't end up with Jalen Tolbert because he's the best player in at at the at the Senior Bowl. Don't end up with Calvin Austin because he's getting all this hype over there. You know, stick to what you usually do, but just understand that this is this is a lot more about their character as well. Uh, their interview process, you know, get brown nosing a little bit, getting in with those guys. So, and, and a lot of the weights too. It's nice to see these guys come in weight before we see the, the combine and stuff like that. So they, they're definitely getting a step ahead by coming to this thing and getting a step ahead with these, with these coaching staffs as well from the NFL. So it's, it's something you should be paying attention to for sure. All right, guys, that concludes our show for this week. Rate and review the show. 
Let Mike know how funny he is. Let Corey know how bad he is at pronouncing things, but a better analyst. And if you don't like the show, keep that shit to yourself. We don't need that here, all right? And I'll tell you what. If you guys get five positive reviews in by next week, I'll have Corey Cage fight 10 Canadian geese, all right? I'll lose that fight. Apologies <laughs> to Dane Brugler. Good night and good luck.